uh, AR Fred. You are ripping up so many hellacious shreds. This fierce, shitty biz nasty is getting so deliriously rude brazen that... Okay, you lost the handle on that sentence. Oh. My. God. Is that what you think it is? It's the Frog Temple. Yep. That's the Frog Temple. He sure is. On the meteor. Mm-hmm. In the veil. Yep. Gonna guess it probably crashed down, and that's why it's there. Yep. Probably, maybe even with Beck. Seems like a good guess. I like that voice. Is that, is that the new? Is that AR's voice? <laughs> yeah. Yes. AR, a character who has zero lines of spoken dialogue, talks like that. Hey, guys. <laughs> Next. This thing is so completely illegal. How could this atrocity be floating out here unnoticed all this time? We can throw whoever's responsible into the slammer. You always call Jail the Slammer when you are extra angry at crimes. Fair. <laughs> um, go in. Let's see, what's, let's see what's up. Yep. There's a large elevator platform ahead. So AR has been in this thing in both the very... Well, the, the present that then went to the very distant past. Yeah. And also in the future. Right. Well, because remember, he was investigating a crime scene in the future. So he's probably oh, still yeah. trying to figure out what the fuck the deal is with this temple. Yeah. Let's, let's go down. Let's yell timber. <laughs> Below, there's a dark, cavernous room. Near the platform is a time capsule. It's deployed a seed and waits for something to be deposited and for the clock to be set. It's all harmless enough. Still no sign of the perpetrators. They did call them seeds. Yep. And yep, they're seeds. Well, this is the thing Jade got the bait out of. Yeah, it is. Uh, but early on, the trolls called the... The meteor seeds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry, just getting that. Just, just... Let's sort the premises. Deeper into the darkness of the room, there's some complicated lab equipment. Again, nothing particularly unusual for this jurisdiction. There's the hat, but yep. it's much dirtier. Yeah. Let's examine that equipment. There's a large monitor. Displayed on it is a small human girl in a fancy house. The date is April 21st, 1910. This was a while ago. Yeah. This was, uh, what, 90 years before Homestuck started? Yeah. Yeah, or 99 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next. Eight days prior, the orphan girl was taken in by an aristocratic southern colonel and legendary humorist. <laughs> he recovered the young lady from a crater where a bakery once stood, operated by the man's wife. A notable baked goods baroness. It, it's Sassaker. It's Colonel Sassaker. Uh, next. Who continues to look a lot like Mark Twain. Does, yeah. There's an explosion in the Colonel's backyard. Land sakes alive, we're cooking with petrol now! <laughs> a lot of meteors in this world. Yeah. Next. The Colonel and his new granddaughter investigate. The impact oh. site. What's up? Brought this baby out. Yeah. <laughs> The impact Check site. out this meteor. <laughs> the impact site is where a doghouse stood moments ago. It was the magnificent abode of the man's beloved pet, Hallie. 
He takes a belt from the old Julep flask. He'd sooner perish himself than lose that dear animal. I'm not. We've discussed before, neither of us are big drinkers. I don't think you drink mint julep out of a flask. No. Like, it's a, ice, it's a drink you're supposed to serve over ice with fresh yeah. mint in it. I I used to... Uh, I, 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 I'll still sometimes make a... I'll speak in a southern colonel voice and talk about mint juleps. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I uh, grew up in Louisville, and the thing in high school that all the kids... Uh, would jump to do was uh, it was really great to get a temporary job at Churchill Downs during the Kentucky Derby. Oh, Because yeah. if you got lucky, you would have um, a shift serving drinks to everybody on Millionaire's Row, where it's a bunch of rich fuckheads watching horse yeah. races that give out like $300 tips, because they don't give a shit. Uh, I have a similar story that is Almost horrifying looking back now. <laughs> uh, I've talked, you know, on this podcast a few times about working at a, a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Or I think it was on the podcast. It may have been before the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, I, I also live in Florida near uh, Palm Beach, mm-hmm. which where a lot of people, rich people live. Right. Like Oprah has a house there, like stuff like that. Okay. Um, and we were playing Slumdog Millionaire. And Donald Trump came in! Oh, boy. And uh, apparently gave out some good tips, and then watched Slumdog Millionaire in a theater he rented, and then left. Great. Great. Yep. <laughs> you, you... You might be able to say you met the president. Nope, that's... No, that's, you... Listen, Ashley, we have to face that as a possibility. It's a possibility. <sighs> Let's, let's go next. Let's go next. Let's, let, let's, not, let's not get political. Yeah. People would think reports of the man's death were greatly exaggerated. But they weren't. Which is, of course, a twist on a classic Mark Twain quote. Yeah. Uh, the assassin just got shot. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, that's worth describing. He got fucking shot in the heart. Next. This is exactly why babies should not be allowed to dual-wield flintlock pistols. It's, 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 it's baby... baby it's baby grandpa. We, baby grandpa is not a good name. <laughs> uncle, it's uncle grandpa. Yeah, that's way too close to uncle grandpa. <laughs> exactly. A hit new show for Cartoon Network Jr. Ugh. Baby grandpa. <laughs> Next. An old colonel lost, but a new brother gained. Okay, so Nana and... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so they were raised as siblings. Yeah. Obviously, we don't have any reason to think they're biologically related, but... Yes. Uh, next. Ha <laughs> ha! There's Hallie! The youngsters adore their new guardian. Good dog. Best friend! The young boy has difficulty pronouncing the name, though. Sounds more like Harley when he says it. Oh. That dog looks a lot like Beck. That dog looks a lot like Beck. Uh, if you take them eyes off that dog, it's Beck. And also like the the nose. No, Beck's got a nose. He just doesn't smile like that. Well, like, he does have the black nose. Yeah. I think he's got a snout. I got me second guessing myself. He, he's got a snout, but he doesn't have the, like, the black part of it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's all white. Okay, yes, you're right. 
AR fast forward, let's just... Thirteen years later, the boy develops a taste for adventure. He and his guardian bid farewell. His sister's sad. She'll be left all alone with the wicked pastry baroness. She can handle it, he tells her. He believes in her. The, the, the wicked pastry baroness. Yeah. Next. But Betty Crocker literally was a wicked woman in this world. <laughs> Not just John being weird. Well, I mean, that was just John being weird, but turns also, out he was right. Yeah. This all seems pointless to you, and immaterial to the crime that's been committed. Though you do find it odd that the purifier target's been fixed over that especially stupid-looking animal. You hear the elevator platform. Someone's coming. Uh, next. It's a high-ranking agent from your kingdom. Could he be the man behind this crime? Could his intent be mutinous? You know the agent to be far too dangerous to take into custody. You hide behind some equipment and observe. It's, it's, it's Damned Droog. Yeah. DD. Uh, next. He appears to be holding some notebooks. Also, what appears to be a pair of juice-stained envelopes. So this is how it got here. Right. Uh, next. Only one of the books is useful to him. The envelopes are useless. And he couldn't make it through more than a paragraph of that other book. Some weird thing about wizards? He discards them. The spare notebook lands on the floor. The envelopes land in the seed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Next. The time capsule stores the seed and on account of some default setting is programmed to bloom several hundred million years from now. The capsule then readies a new seed. 413 million years. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, next. The agent approaches another device near the large monitor. It's very similar to... Uh, the one that John was just Yeah, playing. the biology machine. But now he's got the book with the, the, the genetic code that Rose tried to destroy, but Dave yeah. made a copy. Mm-hmm. Let's get trolled by CG in sane and linear manner. Yep, let's just ignore all this intrigue. Yep. <laughs> okay, I got back to you. Are you happy? Sure, I guess. You don't even know it yet? But you're about to start passing out bunnies like they're cheap cigars. It's going to be an embarrassing display. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly, Numbskull. Let's just have our chat, then it can naturally occur to you to be an idiot in the due course of time. Okay. I was sort of mulling it over while looking at all these babies with guns and sitting on ponies and things, and how the reckoning takes them back, and how you said our reckoning starts sooner. Yeah. Are you sure it has to start so soon? Can't we delay it? <laughs> it starts in a few minutes, stupid. See that countdown clock over there? You aren't delaying anything. Oh, dang. I guess I better get off this meteor then. I mean, it doesn't happen all at once. First, some smaller meteors go, then bigger ones. Spread out over like 24 hours or so. It's supposed to be like, go time when it starts. Like, it's time to hurry up and start, stop fucking around and kill the boss, get it? Rockyon doesn't blast off right away. Too bad, because... It would have spared you from making a fool of yourself in a couple minutes, and more importantly, spared me from having to watch. Okay, well, you keep saying how doomed we are and how all this bad stuff happens sooner, but you never say why. What happens in our game that's different from yours that makes things go so badly? Jack Noir. Aw, oh, shit. <gasps> boom, boom, boom. Rose is pulling on John's leg. Yeah. Uh, next. I, I, think, I think I said that. Yeah. Who's Jack Noir? An agent of Durst, who flipped out and rose to power. He 
killed your Black Queen and King, and now he's in charge. So, you didn't have him in your game? No, we did, but he was harmless. Actually, he was an ally, sort of. He settled a grudge against the Queen by helping us throw her in exile. Her. And then he wound up exiled himself and sort of kept up uh, helping us through a command terminal on our old planet. Kind of a huge asshole, though. But because we took the Queen out of the picture when we got to Sky, we only had one monarch to deal with instead of two. Of course, it was a nasty giant 12x prototype Black King that took forever to kill, just barely in time before the biggest meteor came, but still. I see. So, after he got exiled and all that, he came here into our game and caused all this trouble. Oh, God. Hey, but you're thicker than the hideous joke book you waddle around with. Which I think more chocolate. Think about video games. What on earth game... What's on earth game you like to play? Um... Crash Bandicoot. Okay, I don't know what that is, but I have a feeling it's a really lame example. But that's fine. It's not the point. So let's say you play your Bandicoot, and I play my Bandicoot. They're essentially the same Bandicoot. Same parents, and design, and behaviors. But they're still completely separate Bandicoots on separate screens. So we both have our own ass Bandicoots to ourselves. The same but different. Our decks are the same but different too. Same guy, different circumstances and outcome. Our Jack trumped the queen, but got no further. Your Jack got the best of the, them. It's now something higher than a queen or a king. Like an ace? Sure. Okay. Okay, I think I get it. But how did he do that? What was different about what we did versus what you did? Frankly, I have no idea what the original thing that tipped the scale was. It's under investigation. But it doesn't really matter. The worst is yet to come. For you. Oh no! What's the worst thing? I already told you. Damn it! Oh, hey. Sorry, hold on. This little lady's bugging me about something. Yeah, yeah, you might as well get over with and give her that last rabbit, damn it. Oh! Oh man! I just had the best idea! This is so perfect! A blonde mother and daughter together? Oh, this is totally perfect! Perfect what? Flexing your formidable mental handicap like a fucking heavyweight for the next several minutes? Wait, let me check. The answer is yes. It's like that scene in Con Air! I'll give her the bunny like I'm Nick Cage, fresh out of the slammer! Fuck! I wish I had a filthy wife beater on. Oh, well. Just... Ah. Okay. <laughs> I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing it now. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> John. <laughs> John, reunite with your loving wife and daughter. Hmm. John really likes Con Air, actually. He really likes Con Air. <laughs> he really likes Con Air. <laughs> They're both babies. They're both babies. Yeah. They're not mother and daughter. Like, they are, but they're babies right now. Right. <sighs> By the way, cover of How Would I Live Without You from the Con Air soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was listening to the soundtrack because I got it, and this came on, and I was not... Yeah. Were you confused? I was very confused. <laughs> oh, Carcat's watching. He's unimpressed. Oh, but Jade wants something, too. Oh, he's gonna chaos dunker. Yeah. <laughs> Spunk. <laughs> He's rubbing Bonk. his head in tune with the song. Oh, Case is playing. <laughs> yes! 
<laughs> By the way, I'm incapable of hearing this song without cracking up now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's already a pretty ridiculous song. Sure, but... Oh, they, they just crashed at the Hard Rock Cafe. Yep. <laughs> you wrote... <laughs> you got the poster with... That is stupid! stupid. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Take us there, Casey. Terezi thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> Jack Noir has got the bunny. <laughs> blah, blah. Oh. Here comes. Here comes the guitar solo. <laughs> oh, John in the cage cosplay, air guitaring. He's got a bullet. It just doesn't stop getting more magical. No, yeah, I no, forgot this, is... this went on for so long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it's over. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, Homestuck's a good comic. Homestuck's good. Homestuck's good. <laughs> oh. So that's how Rose had that rabbit. That's how Rose and Jade had that rabbit. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and it, yeah, someone had earlier linked me to uh, The Baby Is You, the, the Toby oh, Fox masterpiece. Oh, God. <laughs> was that Toby Fox that made that? Yeah. Oh, and he was like, boy. wait, no, you can't listen to that because there's a spoiler. Yeah, I believe that was the only spoiler. <laughs> yep, I'm having a baby and the baby is you. Yep. <sighs> Ah, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Homestuck. <laughs> what What is there to even say about that? Well, the only thing we can say is end of Act 4. Well, the curtain's closing on that badly drawn picture of John hugging them babies. Let's talk. Uh, well, maybe enter the next command. Okay. Next. Psych. There'll uh, be a few be... more pages. Okay, then. <laughs> Next. Uh, cut to Dave with his hands smeared in his own blood. That's fucked up. Yeah. We... That's real fucked real up. Real total whiplash. <laughs> uh, get trolled by GC, Dave. Dave, what does it smell like? What? Your blood. Fuck off! Dave! Give it a little taste for me. Tell me what human blood tastes like. I've been so curious. You're the annoying blind one, aren't you? Yeah. Dave told me about you. God! Too many Daves. It's like this big asshole and cool guy party. But someone forgot to invite all the cool guys. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, burns like that are unreal. Where do you even get a burn that's that sick? I bet you can't wait till you be a useless piece of shit all day and fall down all those burns. No, you messed it up. Dave, Dave, is this you? TinyURL.com slash pure Dave. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. This is a small child with his foot up on, a, a, like, a my first Sony, Sony Walkman, like, radio. Yeah. And, yeah, some more shitty MS Paint drawings to make it look slightly more Dave-like. The best part about this is that she is trying to draw 
uh, sunglasses over his sunglasses. Yes. Uh, <laughs> did you try to draw shades on his face and miss? Yeah. What's even the point? He's already wearing shades. <laughs> it's so perfect. It's, it's so you. <laughs> this is moronic. Dave, tell me what your blood smells like. I'll make another one. And I know this will hurt your feelings. I don't know what it smells like or tastes like, but I sure as hell know what it looks like. Like a fucking symphony on my retinas. Shit is beautiful, like a little vermilion picnic on my hands. Every day I open my eyes, I find poetry and even the simplest things. Just one of those little joys in life you take for granted, you know? This miraculous gift of vision. That's, that's really yeah, fucking low, He's Dave. going right for the jugular. Dave is in no mood. Dave, Dave, check it out. I figured it out. This has to be you. This is so Dave. This is Kid Chameleon for the sake of Mega Drive. That is pretty Dave. <laughs> pretty Dave. And once again, sunglasses on sunglasses. Yes. <laughs> I could give myself a hernia trying to be as big a douche as that guy. I could try, but it would wind up like a motorcycle stunt gone horribly wrong. My broken body would flop and tumble around like a rag doll. <laughs> oh god, I can't breathe. And yet... As much as that guy's the tooliest dude I could ever hope to meet, he and I would still get along famously. Cause we can both see. <laughs> Just him and me, having a sea party. Like a couple of eagle-eyed bros peeping shit up into the wee hours. Dave, can I come to your sea party? I guess, but you'll have to be careful not to stumble around bumping into all the gorgeous masterpieces hanging around everywhere. God, so beautiful to look at with my perfect eyesight. Can I lick the paintings? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jade, get trolled by AT. Adios, Toreador began trolling Garden Gnostic. Jade, hi. Is your robot nearby? Um... Where you can type because you're asleep. Oh, yes, it appears so. Okay, uh... In that case, are you having a pleasant nap? I guess. I've been pretty busy here. I've been trying to stay asleep for a long time because John is supposed to wake up soon, but he just won't wake up. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be the one to wake him up, but I don't know what to do. Uh... Huh? Oh, sorry. I was looking to see if I could see him be awake in the future, but I can't see in his dreams or anything. Oh. Well, thanks for trying anyway. But... You'll wake up soon, it looks like, so maybe this means you have success. I hope so. Uh, what am I doing when I wake up? Oh, goodness. There's so much going on, and there's a lot of trouble that you're in. Oh, no! But what it comes down to is that you don't have much time anyway. This is your last day before you make the rift. And then uh, I can't see what happens after that anymore, which is okay with me because, to be honest... Seeing your whole big, confusing future and past is kind of overwhelming. Yes, I, I know what you mean. It's so complicated, and I don't even know what I should be accomplishing. I think using these gadgets and things and my timeline advantages to play pranks on you? That sounds like it would be fun, but you guys never played pranks on me. You were always just kind of mean. Sorry. I think the idiotic thing about trolling is... If you use it to troll people, 
I think they're just as likely to get trolled yourself! Maybe even more badly, which I think is what's going on here, just between you and me. Well, I know I haven't trolled you guys. Or, not yet. <laughs> no, but you sort of are. My friend's going crazy, he wants to talk to you. He left you a message a long time ago on your timeline to talk to him when your robot blows up. Oh yeah! I totally forgot about that. Does it really blow up, or was that another trick? Uh, I don't know. I can't see it blow up in your future. Not on screen, I mean. There are lots of explosions all the time, anyway. Too many explosions. Hmm. You could ask me in the future. Okay, I will ask. Okay, you said yes, it did blow up, and you talked to him, and uh, then you said he was actually a pretty nice guy, which I thought was weird. Is he not a nice guy? Not really. Hmm, well maybe he's just been through some tough times. Maybe we should give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh... uh for whatever it's worth, I think you're a pretty nice guy too. Okay, thank you. Also, you seem to be the only one that ever tries to talk with me while I'm asleep. Why is that? Oh, I guess that uh, makes sense, because you have a robot to let you say things that happen on Prospect. And I'm curious, because the only time I ever have fun playing this game was when I was asleep. But now all our dream selves are dead. Oh no! Dream selves can die? Yeah. I never knew that. I even thought about it. I guess it makes sense, though. Uh, yeah, so enjoy your nap while alas. Bye. ATs. Hey, he's, he's trying to. He's, I don't think he's even trying anymore. No. Uh, next. He's just fantasizing about being a flying dream boy. Yeah. Uh, Rose get trolled by GA. I forget which one of these parts you wanted to take for these conversations. I'll take Rose. Okay. Grim Auxiliatrix began trolling tentacle therapist. Hello again. Are we friends yet at this point? I would speculate that if we are not by now, then it is probably not meant to be. Pardon? Furthermore, which rose have you chosen to be this time? The stupid rose or the smart rose? I'm a little busy. It sounds like you're attempting to be the smart rose this time. Please take note of the subtle scorn underlying the selection of the word attempting. Smart rose should get a kick out of that. Smart rose is all about subtle scorn, isn't she? That sounds about right. Whereas Dumb Rose doesn't capitalize letters, even when discussing the proper names of human monsters in Earth's cinema. I think you should establish a greater commitment to a single role-playing scenario. Honestly, I was looking forward to playing along and reading the Dumb Rose script for our next conversation, but it turned out there's a perfectly logical explanation for it all. Imagine my disappointment. Well, I imagine yours, once you finally catch me. Catch on. I suddenly don't understand anything. What are you talking about? I'd love to explain in detail and cause some some sort of time paradox, but see, this revelation will be starting as any. I'm a little busy. I believe I understand. It was I who did something to provoke your scorn in a previous conversation, one which I have not had yet. Yes, that is definitely a conclusion you have just now drawn. It's you, Luke. <laughs> That, that's oh, the yeah. shit you always say. 100%. Yes, I'm quoting Homestuck when I say that. Shit. <laughs> the only thing left to do is write out the next several conversations while we maintain that understanding. And while I maintain the chilly facade, you have grown on so fresh from Smart Rose. 
That where'd the Which, word fresh come from? I don't know. <laughs> it just popped into existence like a quirk. I guess. <laughs> and while I maintain the chilly facade you have grown to so enjoy from Smart Rose, which shouldn't be too difficult because, have I mentioned, I'm busy. Goodbye. Fine. She's just blowing the head off an ogre, by the way. Yeah, and there's a, there's a sad imp in the background. Yes. I don't know where Fresh came from. That's... <laughs> I mean, listen, did it come from the future? Maybe. It may have also come from these two sugary cokes. <laughs> Let's keep getting trolled by GC. Oh, he, has, he has chilled the imp and then... Yeah, cut it in half with his Snoop Dogg snow cone sword. Yep. Dave, Dave, I finally got it. Oh, hell. I finally figured it out. Once and for all, this is you. It's Back to the Future, the pinball, with really shitty stand-ins for Michael J. Fox and Christopher Brown. Christopher Lloyd. Brown yeah. is this character. Yeah. Uh, she tried to draw them up to look like Dave and Bro. It's really good. Yeah. Man, that's a <laughs> shitty doc. <laughs> yeah, it really that's is. That's a really shitty doc. It's real shitty. <laughs> that, okay, that's pretty amazing. Dad! Oh god, it's so perfect. Just a cool dude and his bro right there. Venturing through time, playing pinball. One bro having together. Tell me that is so fucking perfect. Hey, speaking of which, where is my bro anyway? Haven't seen it at all since I got here. Dave Sprite doesn't know. You can see everything that goes on, right? Or like, smell it or whatever? How does that even work? How do you use a computer and know what's going on? It doesn't make sense. My face doesn't make sense. Dave, your face... Damn it! Ah! But actually, your face does make sense. To my nose. And my tongue. You. Eh. I'm sorry, Dave, that's... You will never experience the sensory bouquet that I enjoy every day. That I ensconce myself in, like, a warm and comfy bathrobe made of flavor and melody. Oh, okay, so the dumbest and most far-fetched explanation imaginable. Okay, got it. Anyway, I don't know where your bro is. As far as I can tell, you never see him again between now and the rift. Too bad he won't be around to bail you out again like he did when you entered. Man, don't remind me about that. So embarrassing. It's okay, I won't tell John about it. I know that you were worried about that. Okay, cool. But look, you don't need to be upset about not having your bro to lean on anymore. Who's upset? About time the dude gave me a little space. Bleh, okay, whatever. You say that, but that's not the point. The point is, I will help you instead, Dave. Is that cool? I guess. I know everything that's going to happen to you. I can tell you before it happens, so you can be ready, and not have to go back in time and get killed all the time. Stand on the toilet looking at your own blood for ten minutes. Alright, so what's next? First you go through the gate, and when you go through, you'll go to another place in your world, uh, Wild Cherry Lava Land, and then you'll quickly... Uh, meet some friendly crocodiles. They'll try to eat you, but that's just the way of being friendly. You shouldn't be scared. Why would I be scared? Dave, please. You're crying like a little boy. This is happening right here in front of my nose. Your tears taste delicious. Kind of like... Like something you wouldn't know about. A troll delicacy called cotton candy. We have cotton candy, dump ass. <gasps> uh, there was something... Oh, yeah, so he mentioned... They mentioned how Dave entered. We actually haven't seen that yet, have we? Yeah. It just got glossed by during all that time Dave was accelerating. Yep. Uh, let's descend. 
Nana said when before you ascend, you first have to descend. Yeah. We're getting the egg. Let me know when yours loads. Loaded. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, we're, we're going back. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's... Meteor's bearing down. Dave's climbing. The, the bird's calling at him and pecking. Yep. He's we'll, fa he fell. We'll give him the egg. And the egg fell, too. And... Oh, the bro's on the meteor. He's riding that fucking meteor. He's, he's got his sword. He cut it in half. Shot that fucking meteor in half. And I think that city is pretty well gone at this point. Yep. Dave lands on the board and the egg broke. Yep. And meanwhile, now in the present, he's looking up at his gate. Yep. And, uh... We're back on the airship where yep. mom's got a giant fuck-off gun and dad's got a cake, so they're loaded yep. for battle. And meanwhile, uh, Jack Noir is on the on Skya. Yeah, he's taking on he's, WV's army. And, he's cutting them to pieces. Yeah, he's just destroying them. He's killed everyone but WV. Yeah. Now he's... Just killing things throughout the planet. Yeah, he's using that ring to shoot big old red lasers everywhere. The reckoning's in 1413. Yep. All, all the babies are getting zapped away and put on yep. asteroids. Mm -hmm. Jack Noir's still destroying shit. Yeah, everyone seems pretty powerless to stop him. Oh, the one of the guys gave him the yeah CD white brought King's... him the white scepter, which is what yeah. he uses to summon the reckoning. DD is using that uh, to make Beck. Yep. He combined the code with the DNA of Hallie to make Beck Worrell. Well, now we're back at Jade and she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. She's flying up the tower. Yep, while Prospect crosses into Skya. Yep. Which is dangerous. The qu White Queen is looking out. Yep, they're flying away on an airship. And now she sees Jack Noir. Uh, this guy's being, uh, Prospect's being destroyed. Yep. Jack's turned his lasers onto Sky, or onto Prospect now. And, and he, he bro breaks off the the moon. Yep, just slices right through that chain that was keeping the moon tethered. Yeah. Now he's on Dave's planet. And he and Bro are fighting. On top of, like, a crazy big record machine. Yeah. And, and bro put his yeah slams sword, his sword into the record. And there's some kind of like light shooting out of it. Uh, now we're seeing the squiddles. Yeah, I just had a friendship aneurysm. <laughs> Let's get back to the action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, John just fell out. Mm-hmm. Jade's chasing after him. With the entire moon bearing down on both of them. Yeah. Just trying to shake him awake. Mm hmm. Slapping him awake. Uh, nothing's working. So she has to throw him out of the way. And yeah, she's the, crushed by the moon. And the robot just exploded. Yep, and real life Jade is thrown to the ground. Yeah, now John's awake. 
And all the portals now, are activating around Skaya. Yep. And the meteors are being sent throughout the timeline. Every kid's, every baby's got a different little thing to take with them. Yep. Rose is still fucking up some ogres. Oh, there's that panel, gate. that cool panel. She turns her magic onto the gate and blows it up and flies away. We get that that first meteor, that that meteor that destroyed John's house. Yep. Uh, now we're at the Frog Temple with Beck. Yep, and he's just looking at meteor the coming. biggest meteor yet. Get an iris out. Woof. That was day 413 of Homestuck. You can, you can see the art credits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, woof. Woof, a lot of shit just happened, Ashley. It did. So many people just died. So many people just died. Jane's dream form died. Right. And, like, all the chess people on Skya died. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something. You know who we didn't catch up on, though, was um, HB and PM. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta be somewhere on Skya. Yeah. Oh, let's go next. Let's, let's go next. End of Act 4. So, I'll give you a choice here. There's some interstitial stuff between Act 4 and 5 that's like the direct aftermath of that. Uh, we can go through that and then talk, or talk now. Uh, let's go through that. Okay. Um, let's go next. And we are back at Rose GameFAQ. Rose's GameFAQ. Rose, egress. This is my final entry. My co-players and I have made every earnest attempt, with occasional relapse, to play this game the right way. I have been meticulous in documenting the process to help our peers and successors through the trials, should we fail. In my hubris, I believed these classes were relegated to the Earthbound. But even in this quaint supposition, I was in error. Our otherworldly antagonists have assured us of our inevitable failure repeatedly, while the gods whisper corroboration in my sleep. I believe them now. I just blew up my first gate. I'm not sure why I did it, really. I'm not playing by the rules anymore. I will fly around this candy-coated rock and comb the white sand until I find answers. No one can tell me our fate can't be repaired. We've come too far. I jumped out of the way of a burning fucking tree for God's sake! I've used a spell to rip this walkthrough from Earth's decaying network and sealed it in one of the servers floating in the furthest ring. The gods may disperse the signal throughout the cosmos as they wish. Perhaps it'll be of use to past or future species who, like us, have been ensnared by Skya's malevolent tendrils. In case it wasn't clear, magic is real. Pardon my egress. You're on your own now. Signed, Rose Lalonde. And as you go down... Yeah. The game fact, like, melts away into a void full of tentacle monsters... Yep, the old gods. Yeah. Rose is sick of this shit, Ashley. She is. Hours in the future. The war-weary calls another broken planet home. Another cloth his garb. Land and rags fit for the wayward. A Valaine becomes a vagabond. That's the beginning of WV. Yeah. Those were the rags were J uh, John... Dream no, John's blanket. Yeah. Yeah. The recent past is recalled. An accursed mascot is located among fallen brethren. Its visage reviled. 
It's uh, the doll that John had of Jack Noir in his bedroom for some reason. Yeah, next. WWE just rips it to shreds. A rag of souls drifts from the heavens. Its owner, a mystery. Yeah. Next. A boy finds a dead friend. Her ring recovered. Yeah, so Dream, she, he gets the, the ring. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Dream, Dream Jade's dead. Yup. Uh, next. The boy sees himself in a cloud. His destination revealed. It's like a castle. Yeah. Hours in the future. A mistress becomes a mendicant. Yeah, so, uh, PM is now on, on Earth. Yep, and her rags are made up out of banners from, uh, Prospect's, like, castle. Yep. Recent past is recalled. Oh, well that's what happened between them. Yep. <laughs> Just fucking cut HB's head off. A communication yep. device is borrowed. A rendezvous arranged. She's talking to Spade Slick. Yep. Next. The Slayer is summoned. The collateral oh, that's, presented. That's a, that's a pretty good blood oh, in, the, in the, blood river. Into the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty good. Yep, she's got him his crowns. Next. The droll is beckoned. The bargain honored. Next. I feel like this is almost a weird part about Jack that like doesn't maybe square with what we've seen before. That he is like honorable enough to be like, yeah, no, you did what I asked. Here you go. Yeah. Even though that like that's the thing that let him get to this position. Yeah. He, you could say that he is maybe like so confident in himself now. Right. Where like you know he has like that power up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he, that is something he's not concerned about anymore, even if it might be a, a foolhardy. Right. Then again, it was used to kill the last person who had that power up. So. I could also easily see him going like, oh, but I won't fall for that. Totally. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, uh, yeah. Next. The boy finds the castle. His courier's path crossed. So yeah, she brought John his gift. Yep. Finally. Next. Boof. The mail's delivered. An obligation satisfied. I don't think uh, she's happy with how much it took to get him that package. No. Yeah, like I, I was... So, you know, in, in the time between us reading, I will sometimes read old stuff. Uh-huh. Which I think you do as well, but yeah. your your old stuff is much further along. My old stuff my old... is your new stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I was, I was reading and I saw the introduction of PM for the, like, on, uh, you know, not Skya, but like the, when you see oh, her uh, in the... Prospect? No, like the, like the land of, like... In John's oh, land. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Land of Wind and Shade, yeah. Yeah. And how she she hates violence and she could never imagine using a sword. Right. And that is pretty stark against her cutting off Hart's boxcar's head. Yeah, she's, she's had a day. Yeah. Next. The package is opened. Letters read. John! John! From what I hear tell, you've been through a bit of an adventure by the time you're reading this. That's so great. I love adventure, and I'd bet my bottom boon buck you do too. I think we're birds of a feather, John. I'm pretty eager to meet you. Oh yeah, I should have mentioned, we're gonna meet someday. I hear you like movies, is that right, John? I love movies too. 
Have you ever seen Weekend at Bernie's? So friggin' hilarious. It's hard to talk to Jade about movies because she doesn't really know about movies, but I'm sure you know that. Boring. Haha, <laughs> just kidding Jade, you know I love you and I think you're a blast. Okay, speaking of Jade, we spent quite a long time working on this present for you. It was a big team effort. Okay, I had to do a lot of arm twisting to get her to go along with helping me make such an oddball present for you, and so well in advance. But, I had my arm sort of twisted myself to get this thing going in the first place. But then she came around to the idea because she can see the future! Pretty amazing if you ask me. It'll all be clear later. Gadzooks with all this arm twisting, I've been getting a good workout. We should wrestle when we meet, John. I love to wrestle, but I don't get a chance to wrestle with anyone that much. Do you like to get into fisticuffs, John? Scrums and whatnot? Me too. Anyway, you should listen to Jade from here on out, John, because she sure seems to know what's best for you. Whatever your adventure throws at you, I'm sure she'll tell you you can handle it. She believes in you. There's another page to this letter. That, that, that did sound like Jade. Yeah, who, who does this sound like? Yeah. I, well... Yeah. Hmm. Next. Oh, kicking Christ in a dirty diaper. I almost forgot to mention what's in this box. Sorry this shit's so small. I mean, obviously it's small. Uh, contents. Royal D-Ringer. Quills of Echidna. Ahab's Crosshairs. There's another letter from a different author. Dear John. Dear John. Dear John, happy birthday! Even though it's super late and you probably went through a lot of trouble to get it, I really hope this present cheers you up. You looked so sad while you were reading my letter. Um, which is to say, the one you're reading right now. I can explain. You see, when I go to sleep, in my dreams, I wake up on the moon of a planet called Prospit. By now, you must know about this place. I've lived there in my dreams most of my life, and I made so many friends over there years. And you were there too, but you were asleep. The fact that you're awake now, I think, means all my friends are in trouble. You're awake because it's your job to help them. We'll both help them. But, um, I know these things because while I was on the moon, whenever it passed through Skya, I could see lots of things in the clouds. The past, the future, stuff about our friends, and stuff about you. Now that you're awake and apparently at the center of Skya, wow, you should be able to see stuff in the clouds too. Maybe you already have. About this present. My pen pal helped me work on it. He included a letter too. He's really funny and silly. I like him a lot, and I think you would too. It took a long time between the two of us. And sure, the present looks like a fun and completely ridiculous thing to get, but it's also really important. You're getting it exactly when you need it most. Maybe that's hard to believe, but it's true. I saw it happen already. I don't see everything, John, and I definitely don't know everything that's gonna happen. But when I do know something, I always try to do my best to help people in the future. When I'm supposed to, that is. You'll get the hang of it. John, I'm really looking forward to seeing you when you wake up. It's been nice playing with my Prospician friends and all, but also kind of lonely knowing you were in the other tower sleeping and having lousy dreams. I'm not sure where I am when you're reading this, but I'm sure I'll make it down to where you are soon. Jeez, how'd you get down there? Oh well, I'll find out. I can't wait to fly around the moon with you and show you all my favorite places. It'll be so much fun! Heart Jade. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, that's just... That's rough. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but Jade has a pin pal. Yeah. That, that we don't know about. Right. And uh, that's been referenced before when she got that box that purified to her. Yes. And presumably that's who wrote that first letter. Yeah. Um, does anything about that person's speech patterns make you think maybe you know who they are? Um, I'd have to speculate at least. Honestly, the only thing I think of is Jade's grandfather. Okay. That's all. Um, but I don't think they had a weekend at Bernie's in 1909. Yeah. Next. Oh, oh John's crying. Yeah. Yeah. Next. But now there's a sword in his face. Yeah. Next. Because Jack Noir found him. Yep. A boy's grief is interrupted. His ring sought. Uh, next. The toy has taken a new master. The tactician a misstep. And now we finally see what was in that fucking box. It was the Con Air Bunny turned into a robot super fighter with uh, what looks to be super weapons from each of the kids. Yep. It's got the Warhammer Azilihu. It's got yep. an awesome-looking broken sword. It's got a big old laser rifle and two giant magic wands. Yep. Next. Check. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hours in the future. A regulator becomes a renegade. As he's wrapping himself in the, the caution tape. Mm -hmm. The recent past is recalled. A temple is fled and soon revisited. So if you remember back when we first met AR, what got him to yeah. calm down at first was he saw Beck's face carved into that pumpkin. Go. And it's because he watched him born, watched him get born and he was like traumatized by it. Yeah. Uh, next. A nearby laboratory is also revisited. Its satellites dispatched. The next. A sleeping boy is found. Rumbling. Ominous. It's John. Yep. You, you can probably guess, but yeah. just... Well, no, that's fair. We should point it out. Yeah. Uh, next. The lab is in flight. Its exit's inoperative. Uh, the, the, Z, the Z's gone sideways. Yes, it's, it it's an end now. Yep. Uh, next. Another public servant makes a sacrifice. A citizen's safety secured. AR used his caution tape to tie John to the rocket board so he wouldn't go flying into the portal into the future. Yep. AR went instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, next. A tyrant is retreating. A battleship landing. Yeah, J Jack Noir just kind of fled. Yeah, he... He absconded. I guess for some reason he didn't think anyone would use the rabbit against him. Yeah. Because he's not even willing to try to kill it. Yep, next. Uh, Grandpa Harley found dead Dream Jade. Yep. Yep. Next. And he dropped off mom and dad, and they're waving goodbye to him. Yep. A grandfather mourns. A family tradition honored. He had Dream Jade taxidermied. Uh, so let me send you a link here to an old page. Great. I think I even pointed out that this was going to be important. This is back in Act 3 when we first met Dream Jade, and she did interpretive dance to obliquely foreshadow the future and at the time the narration said that foreshadows nothing and it's essentially meaningless but Ashley what pose is that taxidermy dream jade in 
It's the same pose. Yup. It's the same pose. Yup. Next. A queen mourns. A kingdom bid farewell. And the hours in the future. Yeah, the queen is like driven yeah. her airship through a portal. <laughs> her journey through the windswept must be walked alone. Her entourage bid farewell. A queen becomes a questant. They miss paint there. Yep, miss paint. <laughs> Leading the the all of her entourage. Yep. Uh, in years. Uh, so I guess because Dave's egg cracked in half, the facility that grew from it is also cracked in half. Yep. Next. But she's got that spirograph key that some of those machines needed. Yeah, she does. Yeah, a key is employed. Next. And the command station repaired. Oh. So it brought the egg back together. Yeah, it did. Next. And now we're back into the future present. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, with uh, WQ here. Yep. And uh, WV next. Yep. And uh, he's, like, grabbing her attention for something. Yeah. Uh, next. He reaches into the piece of cloth he had wrapped around his trusty knife. Pulls out the, the ring. ring! He pulls out the ring! Next! He's got it! Serenity's speechless! <laughs> I'm, not, well, I'm not popping open the Morse code translator for that one. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Next! It's probably just like, wow, or golly, or something. And John is seeing that play out in a cloud in Skya. Yeah. Next! And he sees his own ring, which uh, one of the bulbs on it still isn't lit up. Yeah. I, I, I assume because Jay is not. Right, that's a good assumption. Yep. Next. Well, him and uh, his new rabbit friend just look on. Next. There's another cloud. Oh, and, and it shows uh, the, the white sphere from Jade's room house. Yep. Next. And inside, a dark laboratory, unused for years. Huh. Next. And inside, a fourth wall, pilfered from a bureaucrat's office and absconded with years ago. It isn't turned on. But if it was, this is almost certainly what we would see. Recap 2. Yeah, we got a real shittily drawn Andrew Hussey slapping on a keyboard. Again, I'm not reading this. You don't need a recap. Yep. Let's yeah. just have our own uh, dish session instead. Okay. So yeah, a lot happened in Act 4. Yeah, a lot happened in Act 4. We've uh, gotten a lot of like things revealed about what's going on with shit. Yeah. But also maybe nothing. Also maybe nothing. Also, I was... that panel you linked me to about the silly dance. Yeah. I was I just saw that earlier today. Did you? Just earlier today and I'm like, man, that's a funny panel. That's a funny <laughs> dance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know, I think the bit the best like uh this seems like nothing but it's actually foreshadowing is the magic eight ball. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, 
and any thoughts or questions to, to start here with here? Uh, I see that you just tweeted exactly that out. Yeah. Good good thinking. Um I'm trying to think. Let's uh so yeah, we pretty much understand how the paradox babies work. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think if there's any obvious things that we need to So oh one noteworthy little bit of like parallelism, I guess. Rose's planet's whole thing is that all the fish in the ocean have died. I think Jasper Sprite mentioned that. Yeah. And uh when her meteor well, well, crashed. Oh, oh, yeah. What's that? All the fish have been eaten. Sorry, what'd you by say? The, you broke uh, up? All the fish have been eaten from by the uh, Oh yeah, by the the denizen. But when uh Rose's meteor crashed into the lake uh near her house, um that killed all the fish in the lake. Yep. So there's like a connection there. Um, oh, I know what I was going to bring up. So we know enough now to talk a little bit about the items the kids use to enter and how. Yeah. Because now we've seen three of them. Yeah. Um, and they all kind of relate to their relationship with their parental guardian. Um, okay. And so, for instance, John is smothered and is literally like coddled in the form of like giving too many sweets yeah and he needs an apple that is you know healthy for him mm-hmm. you know the, the subtext being there's stuff that he needs that maybe is more than like the stuff you might want uh whereas rose has her whole thing where she you know thinks of her mother as an alcoholic has to smash a bottle yep and then we come to dave who has to properly nurture and care for an egg to hatch it and can't be like treat it shittily like putting it in a microwave yeah um so they're all like counterpoints to either literally how their parents treat them or like their perceived relationship with their parents mm-hmm. that kind of thing um yep and this is less like this is a text thing and more just a fan theory kind of thing but all the adults have like limited facial features uh-huh. And one like popular theory about that is that they're all related to how the kids see their parents. So John thinks of his dad as like a clown, so all he sees is his big goofy nose. Yep. Rose thinks of her mother as like a lush and a like sarcastic asshole, so all she sees is her mouth. Huh. And Dave thinks of his brother as a real cool guy to look up to, so all he sees is his cool sunglasses. Hmm. And that breaks a little with Jade, because first of all, Grandpa Harley does have all his facial features, and I guess, arguably, she just sees Beckwell as a cute dog, when clearly he's more than that. Yeah. Um, trying to think of anything else to touch on. Um, Molly asks, are you okay? <laughs> uh, you two good? <laughs> Uh, they press ads. Uh, she was reading old Homestuck threads. She changed her app on the forums. I'm worried, Molly. Yeah, no, I, I think they lost you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think Pris is slowly losing herself, too. Yeah, I think you were reminding Pris that she liked Homestuck a lot at one point. Yep. <laughs> she she said to me to, to not judge her for what was on the old forums. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, like people saying that they can't believe Homestuck has surpassed Prom Sleuth in number of pages. Yeah, yeah. How unbelievable is that? So, let me ask you this question. Um, because you started this off being a big old fan of Prom Sleuth, and you got disinterested in Homestuck the first time around. Uh, which one would you say you like better now? 
It hurts to say this. It hurts to say this. Yeah? It's Homestuck. I gotcha. You did. I've gotcha good. Like, someone recently asked me, like, what's your, like, top five, like, webcomics? Uh-huh. Uh, on, like, it was, like, you know, people on Tumblr, like, you get those, like, sure. ask memes, like, ask me my top ten, my top five. Right, know? right, right. Send me a picture of a flower and I'll ask, I'll answer this. Right, sure. Uh, and yeah, someone like, you know, what's your top five favorite webcomics? And my, it was, uh, uh Lackadaisy Cats. Okay. Because I think, like, even though that's got a real slow schedule, that's, I think, like, that is legitimately art. Oh, yeah, I adore the art in that comic. I can't read it because I get too frustrated with the slow schedule of it. Yeah, but like, it's gorgeous I just look at. I, I've taken to like just waiting a few like a month, a few months, and then just like reading what's up. Yeah, someday, years from now, when it's finished, I'll go back and read it. But yeah, yeah like that's a comic like I want. Like so, you know, you have that the the sweet bro and hella Jeff mm-hmm. tome. Like I legitimately want like a legit book like that. Oh, totally. A lackadaisical cast. Yeah. yeah, I mean that has got. In terms of, like, just technical competency, that's gotta be close to number one in the world of webcomics. Yeah, like, that is, like, if, like, you could go to, I could see myself going to a gallery of the art from that. Yeah, totally. Spice. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. Yeah. Uh, And then, like, next was, like, Dumbing of Age, which is just one of those I've read forever, so I got, like, Stockholm Syndrome of it somewhat. I'm at that a little bit, but also I hate it. Like, I hate it, but also I keep reading it. There seems to be a lot of people like that. Because I I like the art. It's very just simple and colorful and, like, nicely composed, but then I hate all the characters and all the story beats. Okay, yeah, so I'm not there yet. Uh, it, It helps that there's a lot of good trans representation in that. That's true, and that is a nice thing about it. Yeah, like, you don't get that a lot of comics. Yeah, to me, it's just, that that comic just gets very melodramatic. It's so melodramatic. I had no uh, idea that our post, our Act 4 post-mortem was going to be just talking about other web comics. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry, I'm okay with it. Let's keep going. What's number three? Number three was Homestuck, and I said it's growing fast. Oh, okay, okay. And then, yeah, like, number four was Problem Sleuth. Okay. And, uh, I think, like, Number five was Womp. Womp's good. Womp's good. Yeah. Um, I, like, I feel that is a good... That's some... Like, I've, I've talked to Ronnie a, a bunch. He's a good people. Oh, yeah. Well, Ronnie Filia is a very nice man. Yes. Uh, I hope to meet him one day, and I feel like that is some good... Like, I don't feel like I'm dissing him by putting it at the end of at five on that list. Well, it's a hard thing, too, because Womp is very, like, gag-a-day, which is not the same thing that those other comics you're talking about are, like, trying. Yeah. You know? So it's it's hard to compare that directly. Yes. Because he just has different artistic goals than all those other comics. Yes. Well, it's really funny, yeah. though. I would throw... Um, I'd probably switch out Dumbing of Age on that list for Bad Machinery, but otherwise I can get behind it. Yeah, I've never, I've never been into Bad Machinery, so... Oh, love it. Like, I know, like, that is, again... <laughs> Apparently I just love teen drama. Yeah. Whimsical teen drama. You love teen drama, not college drama. Right, exactly. College drama can get the fuck out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, Act Four. Yeah. Um, got any uh, other questions? Yeah. Like, I, I always feel like kind of bad at these because, like, I'm always just like, I'm always kind of like, I, I, I kind of suck at like 
making wild, like, guesses. Sure, but uh, to be fair, that's part of the fun. No, like, I, I I know, but, like, I just, like, I'm never, like, when I say I'm bad at it, I'm not, I'm saying I'm not, like, oh, I'm, I always, like, am wrong. Okay. It's just, like, more like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know, which is because less fun Because there are times you've made guesses that are dead on, and times you've made guesses that are totally off track, and they're both equally exciting for me. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm gonna try to make some. Okay, go for it. Um, so yeah, they're the trolls, which I think are about to start playing a much bigger role. Yes. Yes, they are. Part, yeah, part of that is from stuff I've, like, just heard from, like, you know, no hard spoilers, no hard plot points. Yeah. But just, I've heard that Act 5 employs the trolls to a higher degree. Um, the beginning of Act 5 is basically another intermission about the trolls instead of about the Midnight Crew. Okay. Considering that's literally the next page, that I don't consider that a spoiler. Okay. Um, I I think we're going to delve a lot more into the parents. Like okay. I, I think that's kind of obvious from where like we kind of leave it. Uh huh. But I think we're really going to, you know, and we like we now know about you know like they, they're like the babies of them is a thing that exists. Yeah. And so, like, we, we may see some of that and their childhoods. Right, uh, right. We may see, uh... Let me ask you this. What do you think uh, Betty Crocker is involved in here? Because it seems like it's been promoted from stupid joke to meaningful plot point. Yes, it definitely has. Um... And yeah, that'd be really hard to put in a book. <laughs> Hachimachi. <laughs> Um, I, th okay, gonna make some predictions. Okay. I think Betty Crocker is involved with the creation of Spurb. Okay. I think, uh, or if not the creation of Spurb, is facilitating it on Earth. Okay. You know, because we know that Spurb is, you know, not a thing that is... Necessarily, but you know, it was not created on Earth. Although mm. we did find that lab with the symbols on it, right? And you said that Rose's mom was part of the company that made Spur, Spur but that just may have been you fucking with me. Well, so uh, what I was gonna say, we know that lab had like the Skynet logo. We know Skynet's who made Spurb. yeah, and we know that Rose's mom was involved in that lab. She like her bed was in there. Yes. Um. I was going to say, the one piece of information that we glossed over pretty quick was that during the whole, like, flashback sequence where we were seeing the meteors land, um, it's mentioned that Rose's mom was working on behalf of Jade's grandpa. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it seems like both of them are involved with Skynet, which is the company that's made Spurb. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it definitely, so yeah, they're... I think uh, Betty Crocker is like is part of that. Okay. I think one of the trolls will kind of sneak away from their veil mm -hmm. to help with the humans, the kids, okay. in a more direct way. Okay. Uh, and will uh, kind of disobey orders from a head troll that is kind of uh, you know, we've, we've heard kind of, like, rumblings that there is someone kind of in charge. Uh, yeah, I think 
Dave Sprite mentioned, he wanted to talk to who's in charge of timeline management over there. Yeah, and like they're saying, like, oh yeah, she doesn't want to talk to you. Right, right. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, let me think. Let's just run down, like, qu- lingering questions that are from the end of here. Uh, how do you think Jade's grandpa dies? I didn't even think about that, but yeah, now that's a good, that's a good question. Um, yeah. Obviously, he doesn't die now. Like, if he dies, it is in the past. Right. You know, well, he, he says during that little bit there that he's got to go back to Earth and then die and get stuffed. Yes. A family tradition. Yeah. Fulfilled. Terrible family tradition. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like that. Like that's. <laughs> Like, what? that's not, you know, weird, like, game stuff. That's just... <laughs> no, that's just Grandpa Harley being a weirdo. Yeah. Like, it, but also it says something that, like, I saw, like, stuffed Jade, and I'm, like, my first thought was, like, oh, like, that's fucking weird. And I was like, oh, no. Like, oh, man. <laughs> like, that's touching. Like, he stuffed it. And I was like, I'm like right. wait, no! Fuck! Like, what the, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, something. Oh, here's the big million dollar question. Uh, if you had to guess who J- Jade's pen pal is, um, which I guess I asked you already, and you guessed Jade's grandpa. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I mean, I guess we have already seen him do some time hopping stuff, so I guess it's conceivable that he did ability. see Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, but like I, <laughs> that'd be kind of a weird thing to time hop to. <laughs> yeah, but also it's a weird comic, and Jade and Jade's grandpa. Yeah, I mean, considering Jade. how much of the plot now hinges on someone reenacting the ending of Con Air. Yeah, <laughs> and okay, this again, like I am obsessed with the idea of a Homestuck movie, right? In those scenes, it has to be live action Con Air. It has to be <laughs> for like an animated Homestuck movie, live action Con Air. <laughs> Like how they like we were talking about Wally earlier. They, uh, the reason why they had the humans transform into like CGI creature, like you know, versions of themselves over the t- over the years. Yeah. Um. Uh. Like, do you know what the reason for that was? Wait, say that one more time. Uh, do you know what the reason for why the humans became like CGI over like the decades? Uh. In Wally was. I mean, in broad strokes, but what? Do you, why? Well, I mean, like, the, the behind-the-scenes reason. Oh, no, I don't, actually. Uh, it was because they... Uh, so, like, yeah, like, the whole kind of... One of the big kind of, like, you know, plot points of that movie is the movie Hello, Dolly. Right, yeah. Uh, oh, and, so they had to explain, like, why that would look live-action to Wally? Yes. I see. And they said that they had a long discussion... Like, they said they wanted to include the movie in it, but they had a long discussion of whether they would reanimate it. Sure. Or just include footage, and they decided that it'd be too too much work to... <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot of work for... You don't see a lot of that movie. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I just find it hilarious that to explain away that they just came up with this crazy... Yeah, we're just Fred, live-action Fred Willards giving instructions from the past. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a pretty good movie. Well, it was a pretty good movie. Um... So let me ask you this question, because this is this is a big, important question. Um, you have essentially finished reading what people would call, like, classic Homestuck at this point. And we've talked a lot about it. Act 5 represents a pretty big sea change. 
Yes. Um, do you feel like it's time for this story to end? Like, do you feel like it's time for a big climax that explains everything and then, like, finale? I, I could see how people think that. Okay. Me knowing that there's so much more has probably skewed my view. Sure, sure. Um, like, if I was reading this at the time, I could probably see that this was going to be, you know, they talk about, you know, the, the reckoning, I think, or yeah, or, like or the whatever it's called. Right. Sorry. Like, sorry, there's a lot of terms. No, there is a lot of terms, but you're right. Yeah, the reckoning. You got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, got it in one. Uh, and yeah, like I could definitely see why someone would go like, okay, like, you know, there's been the sacrifice. You know, Jade has sacrificed, you know, at least Dream Jade has sacrificed herself. Mm. And possibly in real life because she fell off that tower. And that's pretty fucking yeah. big. Um, but, and yeah, like, I could see myself going, like, okay, so then John is gonna go with his dad and Rose's mom and fight Jack Noir, and, like, they're just gonna skip this whole, like, the rest of the Spurb game. Right, yeah. And just kind of, like, cut, you know, cut it off at its head. Mm -hmm. I could see that happening if I was reading this at that time. Yeah. But knowing that one act five is so long, and then, like, no, there's an act six and seven. Yeah. I can guess that there's something more going on. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people that, um, m like, all throughout Act 5 just said, fuck this, it's taken too long to get to the ending already, I'm done. And they left. Um, I, yeah, I could see that, especially with there being the hiatuses. Uh, so the hiatuses don't really kick in uh, in a big way until Act 6. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's one pretty big hiatus in Act 5 because... The end of Act 5 animation was extremely involved, and he had to take a few months off to work on that. Okay. But other than that, it, it went along at a good clip. Um, it was just like, after that big climactic moment, people were like, I don't want to meet 12 fucking trolls and learn about all their stupid troll problems. I want to see how this story ends already. Yeah. Um, like, I, I find it interesting, the, like, the people who really care about the kids... Mm-hmm. The people who really care about the trolls. Yeah, because uh, while there are a lot of people that just uh, swore off this story at this point, this is also the point where Homestuck explodes in popularity. Yeah. Throughout this troll arc that's coming up. Because, like, definitely, like, if you look, like, me as an outsider looking in when, like, Homestuck was at peak popularity. Yeah. That, it was all trolls. Yeah, 100%. And it's... It, like, yeah, like, that, like, so... I didn't know there were kids in it until, like, I was like, oh, like, what's that dude dressed up, like, you know, in a red suit? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, he's from Homestuck. And I'm like, oh, like, I get, like, that's weird. Mm. Like, I thought that was a comic book of these, like, weird gray people. Right. And like, no, like, he's, like, one of the main characters. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, Um, I'm trying to think. There's... Oh, here's a... Oh, you got a question? I don't have a question, but it's a funny story. Okay. Uh, one of my friends, he, uh, he did not seem shy about this, so I think I can tell the story. Okay. But it, it is kind of well-known, so. Okay. Well, not, like, super well-known, but you know what I mean. Right, right, right. It's not a secret. Uh, not a secret. Uh, he, uh, went to a convention, dressed up as John, and his friend dressed up as Dave. Okay. And they took place in a big, uh, John and Dave, uh, photo. Okay. And then when the photo was about to be taken, everyone around them started kissing. 
Because, you know. Yeah. Homestuck, shipping, right. all that stuff. Right, right, right. And they were just in the middle of this giant picture of people making out, and they're just doing the uh, check your dubs pose. <laughs> okay. So if you ever find an image of people online, of a bunch of homestuck cosplayers of John and Dave making out, and there's just two guys in the middle pointing to the side. Uh-huh. Those are my friends. All right. Good to know. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, from my understanding, there's a lot of people that started reading at this point and never went back to look at the stuff we've read so far. Yeah. Which so in, I think is fucking ridiculous. So in one of these uh, old threads, you were like, I find it ridiculous that people are trying to catch up. You can just jump in. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> You from six years ago oh, man. <laughs> had different views than you now. Okay, I don't know what point the story was at when that thread was. I can see so jumping was, in at like act two and just having someone explain what's happened so far. That was... I, I may have misunderstood your words, but that was in act four. Shit, really? Yeah, that was <laughs> when we started this recording session. Wow, okay. Well, past me is an idiot. Which I think you'll find is an ongoing theme of Act 5. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, like, I... If you, do, if you do quickly mind, I'm gonna do... I, th- I think this may be interesting. I On the form, I wrote up a bit of, like, about each kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, and yeah, I, I, to, you, the other day, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, read it, go on, yeah. Uh, and so I thought that'd be interesting to kind of give put that on the form and also give it an update. Yeah. Oh, definitely, because we definitely learn more about these kids, especially Dave and Rose. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about more characters than just the kids. I think that'll be a good kind of... Yeah, go for it. Wrap up. Uh, yeah, so John... I said this, he's a perfect audience, audience surrogate. Mm-hmm. Because he's, you know, kind of the most naive and unknowing of all the kids. Right. Because, like, Rose and Dave are too, like, ironic and kind of up... I love Rose, but up their own asses. Sure. To, like, really, like, get any, like... To treat any information as, like, new. Mm-hmm. And, like, ask questions and be, like, interested in things. Right. And Jade, obviously, has all her psychic and, you know, dream self and stuff. Mm-hmm. So just being thrown into that would just kind of throw people off the comic. Right. Like introducing that when Jade comes is like per is at the perfect time because like you know you've you kind of become accustomed to this silly bullshit. Sure, but if that was the beginning of it, yeah, Jade is definitely like deep in the weirder shit about Homestuck, whereas John is like he's just a kid living in the suburbs. And yeah, like there's some weird stuff like oh he like you know he fights his dad. He's <laughs> sure, but it's all like very silly in a problem sleuthy kind of way. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um, but also I really like the kind of personality that Jade has developed where it is, you know, he's kind of a, you know, he's a wise ass, but not like in a mean way ever, really. Right. Like, even when he is, um, you know, trying to troll other people, it is more just kind of like a, a harmless way. Mm-hmm. Like, Jade would never tell anyone to kill themselves. Like, he would, even like as a joke, or make right. fun of someone's blindness. Yeah, yeah. Like, when, like, you know, he 
like, you know, you're kind of like, when, uh, Terezi, uh, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm just, yeah, that's it, it was a good joke, but, you know, it's also like, it, it goes into care when Terezi says, like, you know, I'm very, uh, I feel, you know, very, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact word she used. Oh, but, sensitive like, with the lead speak and the blindness? Yeah, I'm sensitive about my disability. He goes, the lead speak of the blindness. And she goes, both. And he goes, oh, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, He'll, he, and, and like, yeah. Like, that's both like, a good joke, but also it shows a lot of what Dave's, uh, not Dave, John's character is. Right. Whereas like, Dave's I, first move against Terezi is to make fun of her for being blind. Yeah. Like, John... Like, and she I takes it like, in stride, but that's a yeah. fucked up thing to do. Yeah, it's a fucked up thing to do. But John, I feel like, is legitimately you know, sad about it. And, like, the fact that he believes her so much, that person who's only kind of harassed him before this. Yeah. Uh, and, like, specifically says that she wants to fuck up the timeline. Which, you know, right. dangerous thing to do. That he yeah. believes her so willingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he thinks it's going to help his friends. Right, Like, right. speaks a lot to what who John is. Yeah, and I think we talked about this on Twitter a bit. Um, I really love John, too. Uh... And I think it's easy to think of him as, like, a vanilla kind of character, just because he's not as, um, like, he's... big of a personality as some of the other characters in the story. Yeah. But I really love him because he is just so earnest, and, like, he is, like, the ultimate good friend, where, like, he understands his friends sometimes better than they understand themselves, and, like, will yeah. do for them what he knows they need. Like, you know, he sent those notes, you know, when it was, you know, sending out birthday presents. That is yeah, all about... Yeah, and I really love the uh, the contrast, because in Act 3, we see all the really sweet notes that John sent out to all his friends. Yeah. And then, throughout Act 4, we gradually see the thank you notes that they sent back to him. Yeah. And, like, the ways that, like, they, you know, have... Understand that relationship. It's, it's really just... It's extremely sweet. And it's... Yeah. It's kind of like, um... The dope, the dopey way of saying it is like the best power is friendship, but oh, you know, like, it's it's definitely true. Yeah, um, and I've seen so many people. I think this really speaks to like how good of a character he is. Uh-huh. That just go like I want to be John. Yeah, like out of all the characters in Homestuck, you know, Dave, who's you know he's so cool, right? And like you know. People want to be John because he's such a genuinely nice person, and it doesn't come across as too saccharine, or it doesn't come across as like you know too cloying and like too like kind of like in your face about it. He just right, comes he's across not like um he's not like Leslie Nope or something. No, he just feels like a genuinely good person who's there for his friends, and I think so many people want that. Definitely. And it's yeah, it's such a great version of that. And I think, honestly, Homestuck would not work on any single level if it wasn't for John. No, I agree 100%. If it was just Dave and Rose busting each other's chops, um, it would get old. Yeah, like, I've, like, I've seen people say, like, you know, oh, man, it'd be so great. It, like, you know, like, just, I love a comic of just them, like, kind of at each other's throats. Yeah. And, you know, um, just, like... I was gonna say, and Andrew Hussey has talked before about how a lot of his fan base really wishes Homestuck was just a sitcom that just, like... Obviously, it was just a gagaday strip that did like the Homestuck characters. Yeah, um, like I mean, c- I could see that, but to do and yeah, but like yeah, I I think that would ultimately mean less. Yeah, 
And, like, not putting down Gagade Comics, really. No, no, no. Um, but let me move on uh, to, to Dave. Okay. Because uh, Dave is a character I haven't really liked for a lot of the comic. Right, yeah, you said that. Okay, maybe that's that's a strong way to phrase that. Like, I've liked right. him, but like, he's never been my favorite, and he's kind of, like, I kind of just kind of... I don't want to say, like, off-put, because, like, that's like, implies, like, oh, I found him, like, weird or disgusting or something like that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't, like, gel with him. Like, it, he seems like too... He's, you know, it is his character flaw, but he's trying too hard to be cool. Right. And I, like, I just wasn't interested in that. Mm-hmm. But the scene, especially where Dave Sprite talks to John, and John says, can I talk to, you know, the real Dave? That yeah. reveals a lot about what who Dave is. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, we were talking... Like, we talked when that came up. Like, how... F- like, Dave spent months, like, grinding and, like, putting up with fucking Cal Sprite, which, again, you know, right. it's a joke, but, again, it... Re- like, and, like, that's the best thing about, like, kind of the problem sleuth and Homestuck is that, like, it uses jokes mm-hmm. that are, you know, silly, but they inform the characters really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he put up with Cal Sprite for four months so he could save John. Right. And, you know, do his best to keep, you know, John alive. Mm-hmm. And so when he comes back and John of, you know, that timeline just kind of brushes him aside. Yeah. It reveals, you know, like not only about like that Dave who went through the four months, but like the Dave that we know currently kind of his deeper feelings for everyone. It does. And it also says something about um, the Dave that we do know maybe has some growing up to do because his immediate reaction to John is, I oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. I wouldn't care about that. So obviously that Dave doesn't either. Yeah. And like, like that promise of growing up made me like current Dave a lot more. Mm-hmm. And like, I, so many people told me like, oh, you know, Dave has this arc and that he becomes the most 3D character and that he, uh, yeah. you know, but you know, it, it, it's hard to like believe that when you're like in the current present. Right, yeah. I, I think some people might overstate that a little bit in that, like, I've seen people tell you that uh, Dave is, like, the best character arc of anybody. I don't think that's necessarily true. Not because I don't think his character arc is good, just I think that might well, be... Well, and also I think that's very personal. Oh, definitely. I just, I, I think that's also underselling some of the other characters' arcs, too. Yeah, um, I, I could definitely see that. I, I do think that, in general, Dave comes off as the most, like, three-dimensional and, like, real person. Yeah. Uh, than anybody else. And part of that's because he's a fucking basket case. Yeah. He's got uh, a lot of issues. Yeah. Like, I was a little disappointed at first where when we saw his, like, kind of, like, you know, what was on his walls. Right. And it was, you know, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. And I was like, at first I was like, oh, it's a Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff joke. Sure, yeah. But also, like like I said, the jokes reveal stuff. The jokes reveal stuff, and I, they never really come back to that. It's kind of left for us to, like work out ourselves what that means that that's what he's traumatized by i guess uh but i think you can make some guesses when you think about how like he's consumed with like the need to be like not just a a copy of his brother because he kind of hates his brother even though he doesn't admit it yeah um and sweet bro and hella jeff is like the one creative thing that he's got but it's so submerged in, like, that irony and um, 
insincerity that like it's not actually saying anything. Yeah, it it, it is literally a copy. Yeah, that too. You know, he is he is literally copy and pasting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't like I'm fu- can't fucking believe like I'm talking about like <laughs> the narrative like meanings and symbolism of Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. Yeah, and like I said, we've I, I have not been keeping close track of like when the Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff comics sync to when pages got published, but we are well into the territory now where they're not just published for fun anymore. They're always oblique references to like things that are about to happen in Homestuck. Yeah, so I'm sure people were, like, were, once they kind of realized that, were, like, tearing them apart. Oh, totally, yeah. And, I mean, it's weird shit, too. It'll just be, like, one of them bursts through the wall like the Kool-Aid man, and then a few pages later, someone gets thrown through a wall. That kind of shit, you know? Okay. Uh, it's not, like, explicit or, like, major, like, I need to dissect all of this. Yeah, so I, I was the weird person who, like, really loves Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff and thought it was hilarious. Uh, it's because it is. It is. Uh, and then did it. Uh, but didn't follow Homestuck. Right, yeah. So, like, I just hear people go, like, oh, like, Sweet Bro and Hell update. I'm like, oh, great, yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, sweet, yeah. bro. <laughs> um, with Rose, like, I, I've made no secret that Rose is my favorite character. Totally, yeah. She's a and, good and favorite. And that continues. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, yeah, she doesn't get a lot to do in the, those first couple acts. Right. I think um, Act 4, she really comes into her own, though. Yes. And just, like, her kind of relationship with her mother is, like, so much different than, like, John. Uh Uh-huh. Like, you know, it is still, like, a similar thing where, like, oh, you know, they were were actually loving parents all along. They weren't annoying, and Mm -hmm. the kids were kind of shitty. But yes, uh, and, like, there's a moment, like, early, you know, when Rose finds, like, what, you know, what she thought was her mother's room, and it's this bar. Yeah, yeah. She goes, like, oh, of course, this, you know, follows my, you know, this syncs up to my stuff perfectly. Right. That my mother is a lush and that, you know, she, you know, secretly hates me and she's, you know, this ironic witch. Yeah. But she just glosses over the whole, like, room that is actually her mom's room. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, like, I think that's, like, kind of, you know, it's really good. Like, that's their whole relationship. Mm-hmm. she just glosses over anything that could be seen as, like, loving or caring. Right. Because she takes that as, like, insincere. Like, somehow that's insulting her to imply that she needs to be loved or cared for. Yeah. And, like, I find all her stuff with, like, Jasper and, like, the whole meow and DNA. Mm-hmm. That stuff's super interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, oh, that's something we didn't really touch on. The old gods didn't want them to make back. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, okay, here's, here's another quick thing. Okay. I think we will see the old gods okay. eventually. I don't think they will be, like, the Fathulu and stuff. Okay. I don't know what they'll look like. Um. So then do you think the, the image we saw of Rose, like, uploading her game fact to the, the furthest ring was, with all those, like, tentacle monsters, was that just, like, um... Like, her imagining of it? Or, like, her her conception of what they look like? Or... I, I could see it being her conception, I could see her, like, imagination, or I could see it being a fake-out where we go to there and there are, like, stuffed animals or something. Oh, sure, yeah. That's definitely the kind of thing this comic does. Yeah. And, like, we will, like, visit that panel again, mm-hmm. like, later on, very far down, and then it'll, like, zoom out. Yeah, that would stand And we'll see, like, it was, like, in a bedroom or something. Right, Because that's right. what this comic does. Definitely. 
Um, you know, I, I feel bad because like I don't actually have a lot to say about Rose. We've talked a lot about her. You, you like her, and she's your favorite. I like her. And she's my favorite. She's awesome. Um, Jade, like I still like. And in my heart, I will always carry the Rose and John ship, even though a newcomer's appeared for Rose's yeah. affection. A new challenger approaches. Yeah. <laughs> like no, and I like at this point, I totally see it. Like as even as you know. I am known online as the lady who loves lesbians. Right. But like I I totally see like yeah, John in like it's obviously like that Rose you know, cares for John a lot. Yeah. And I mean I do think it's fair to say like obviously Kanaya has something for Rose. Um because she's yeah. exclusively bothered her almost. You talked to Dave once. Yes. But um and, so and far it's pretty one sided. To... Yeah, she talked to Dave to get tips on how to yeah troll her. So let me ask you this: Do you think Tavros is into Dave in the same way? Um, I could see so. I could also see him just being ineffectual because that seems to be his thing. Mm. But like, yeah, Tavros being into Dave, I could definitely see. Okay, and he's just kind of like his kind of ineffectualness just comes from awkwardness of kind of that kind of you know love stricken, right? The thing, and I'm not saying that it'd be, really, as the omnipotent guy that knows everything about Homestuck already, omniscient, I guess, I mean. uh, Yeah, as the pickle inspector, you can't do anything, you can only... Right, right. From that mindset, even, I would say, you know, I I don't think it would be unreasonable to interpret Tavros as having feelings for Dave. I would say the thing for me that feels different between the two is that when Dave accuses Kanaya of liking Rose... She's just like, okay, bye. Nope, not having this conversation. Um, yeah. Like, she she gets very defensive. And Tavros is just like, oh, what? No, oh, that, that hurts my head to think about. Like, he sounds, like, genuinely upset that Rose would suggest that. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like thinking about that idea. Yeah, and you could, like, make the case that he doesn't like thinking about it because, you know, it is some deeper part of himself. Sure, yeah. And, and kind of the way, like, Dave has joked about... Uh, you know, any concept of homosexuality. Right. Um, and also, like, I, I do not know anything, like, you know, I know ships, but, like, you know, ships are, you know, not always canon stuff. Right, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, uh, 100% believe Dave is gay. Okay, okay. Um, let's continue this in just a sec. I gotta put my dog out real quick. He's bugging me. Okay. I'm gonna, gotta grab something real oh, quick. Buddy. Let's go potty. Hey, uh, just between me and the listener, how you doing? Um, yeah, I don't know a lot about what's coming up next, but uh, I have I have heard one of the names of one of the other group of kids, and it is Roxy. Don't know who that is, but I'm gonna find out, I guess. Yeah, I, I I think I said that earlier. I know about the other group of kids. Don't think Luke knows. I'm back. Hey. Uh, where do we leave off? Uh, we just finished talking about Rose, I think? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. And oh, I, and I, ships, yeah. Yeah, ships, I stated that my, I, I firmly believe, and like I said, I do not know, but like, just in the way that he has kind of been written, mm-hmm. it, it, especially more like in the early parts where he's just kind of like so, one eager to joke about being gay and then also so defensive about it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that is an interesting read on him. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and that may be uh, some projection because I am also someone who... Right, right, right. Uh, you know, was in the closet for a very, very long time. And then, like, I made a lot of those similar jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I saying? Uh, oh, I was going to ask you what your OTP was, but I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> um, Honestly, it may shock you. Oh, really? Because, like, I like, I like Han- uh, you know, K- Kanaya. Uh-huh. But there's still so little known about her. Sure. And like you said, it's very one-sided. Rose seemed kind of not interested. Mm-hmm. That like I still like think that John and like uh, John and Rose is. Oh really? Um, like yeah, like I, you know, like as you you know me, I would love to just <laughs> immediately throw my weight behind any female yeah. female you know FF ship on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but yeah, I just don't really, uh, like, I don't, like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, that there is probably going to be a, a furthering connection, even if it's not romantic. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be, you know, they'll just get to talk to more, and that, you know, I may switch sides at that point. Sure, sure. But right now it is Rose and, uh, John, yeah. All right, wow. Boy, oh uh, boy. Should we talk about Jade? Let's talk about Jade. Uh, yeah, Jade, she is super interesting. And, like, yeah, I've talked about, like, how I just love that whole deal of, like, she's got, you know, the... She's this kid alone in this house that has all of this magical bullshit. Mm. Uh, and so she, at, like, the, you know, she's got all, like... I like all the reminder stuff. I think that's, like, an interesting thing. Because, mm. like, when we... That gets revealed of why that is. Right, I think that's yeah. a really cool kind of reveal, but, like, that... It's also just cool visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, I think, like, all, like, every, every time, like, we learn about, like, another kind of, like, facet of her life, it just becomes a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel, like, you know, she obviously still has some secrets, but I think we're, like, kind of, like, reaching the end of that. Yeah. Where, like, at, when we first met her, she was all mystery. Definitely. And, like, we, you had that a bit with the other kids, but, like, that was less, like, it was more of, like, a kind of pedestrian mystery. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, like, who's, like, what does, you know, Dave's bro look like that he keeps talking about? Right, yeah, whereas with Jade, it's, why is she a magical dream princess? Yes. Um, like, you know, why does she know stuff about the future that she's, you know, talked to other people about? Why does she, you know, all this stuff? And so, like, learning more about that has been super interesting and, like, it's kind of weirdly been, like, the almost like a driving force of the comic. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, I'm really interested to see how she'll react now that her dream self is dead. Uh-huh. Because, like, that's been such a huge part of her life up until that point. You know, she's talked about how she, like, has had that power kind of for years. Yeah, I mean, that letter to John's all about how excited she is to be dream buddies with him. Yeah. And, like, that, like, yeah, like, one, like, that was super tragic. And, like, yeah, like, two, like, that's, I feel like this may lead to Jade being less kind of kitty. Okay. Like, that this, you know, her, she obviously, you know, lost her grandfather, her adopted biological grandfather. Right. Her adopted grandfather, biological father. Yeah. God. Boy. <laughs> um, and so, like, I, but, you know, she's kind of take, taking that stride. I think this kind of <clears throat> much more personal loss. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like, I know, you know, loss of a loved one is obviously a, a great deal, especially, like, a guardian. Right. 
but like this is with something that had been like part of her life and like something that she's obviously enjoyed a whole lot mm-hmm. for so long. And like also like all like the psychic powers and all that, like that all comes from the dream self. Yeah. And the fact that that is now gone, I think will kind of shock her. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, she's definitely, I mean, it's like losing a sense in a way. All of a sudden, all that future vision is gone. Yeah. Her, her third eye has been closed. Right. Um, not about the kids, but about the uh, Exiles real quick. Oh, sure, yeah. I, I, you know, like, the Exiles I liked, you know, initially, just because, like, I try to fight for her way, so I don't, it, it doesn't matter, it'll be made apparent quickly. Uh, like, I, you know, I, I liked them at first just because, you know, cool, you know, like, future story, but, like, on Distorted Earth. Like, I just think that's cool. Yeah. But finding out, like, you know, their previous jobs and finding, like, that, how all of that works together mm-hmm. and how, how all of them kind of met and were played integral parts in, like, the present. Right. Really, like, surprised me in a really cool way. Like, I thought, like, this that had become one of my kind of my favorite parts of the comic. Okay. And I was saying earlier, like, you know, the comics, like, skips between, like, them and, like, Especially, like, Act 3, Act 4. Yeah, there's a lot of jumping between, like, a million plot points. And, like, I said, like, I forgot if it was, like, on Twitter or something. Or it's, like, or, like, even Tumblr or something. Like, man, it's, I'm, like, I'm really happy that I like all of these stories. Otherwise, this would be so frustrating. Yeah, uh, going back on, like, because every kid has, like, that scene where, like, they're outside and, like, they get a little bit of, like, almost poetic language about what they're dealing with. Yeah. So, when Rose has her moment, uh, she's talking about how heavily it's raining, and she says, Somewhere a zealous god threads these strings between the clouds and the earth, preparing for a symphony it fears impossible to play, and so it threads on and on, delaying the rays of the conductor's baton. That's basically the plot structure of Homestuck. Yeah. It's like, it just draws everything out, keeps adding pieces, and adding pieces, and adding pieces... And then it's like there's a moment where all that tension snaps and you have a moment like descend or jack ascend or anything like yeah. that where just everything happens at once. Yeah. Um, and I, I've, I've, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the music mm. and I've, you know, become a big fan of the music and I've, I've, I've linked friends to music who are like, I'm saying like, you don't have to read home stuff. <laughs> like this is just good music. It's okay. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, I, I recently linked uh, all of my friends' uh, Homestuck music based off their D&D character. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that to me. Like, so, like, we have a, a character. It's all started because, like, one of the characters uh, is a, like, kind of uh, Romani dancer. Uh-huh. Kind of, but she's an elf. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, but, and so I, I, there's a song on Exiles. Like, I forgot the exact name of it. I think it's called, like, Reckless Dance. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, and I thought, like, oh, that's, like, a cool, you know, thing to, like, like, I, like, I, like oh, this song reminds me of this this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I linked her that, and then I was, like, someone was, like, oh, I like this song a lot. Like, and I was, like, oh, yeah, it's Homestuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're, like, oh, like, what would my character be? And, like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, if that'd be kind of shitty if I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, gave this one person a character and then, like, nothing else. Yeah. And it's, so, like, that let me do, like, so I... Anyway, the reason why I started is because I listened to a, a you know a symphony impossible to play. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is just one a really great name for an album. Yes. 
Um, you know, to a good album. Yep. That's a neat album, too, because it's not really an album so much as it's just one really long song. Yeah. And uh, I, I've heard people say that Adrian Rossi is better with comedy than he is with drama. Yeah, I've heard people say that, too. Um, and I can definitely see where that can come from. Mm-hmm. But when he, like, you know, he, we've talked that he is really good at coming up with, like, the right phrase to make something super hilarious that is kind of banial. Yeah. Um, he is also, like, when he needs to break out a phrase that is affecting in a dramatic way, mm-hmm. like, he's also really good at that, too. Like, that phrase you just, you know, said, mm-hmm. uh, like, the, the one John gets also, you know, the... It, it can be, like, almost, like, a bit overbearing, but, like, when you kind of, like, especially in that moment where it is, you know, John is just kind of sad that he didn't get his game. <laughs> right, yeah, to me, um, if, like, the entire comic was written like that, I'd say go fuck yourself. Yeah, um, obviously, I but, think, like... I think having a few brief moments of that sort of more poetic language works well to punctuate, like, moments and make the, like, all those moments are all very much about, like, giving you insight into those characters. And I think it works yeah. in that capacity. Totally. Spies. Spies. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for Act 5. Well, uh, let me ask you one question you've got, then, on this Twitter, from our friend uh, Kilroy, who says, Are you ready for the trolls? I'm ready for the trolls. It's really so much more.